Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. Guys, this is the post-Christmas edition. We hope you guys all had a fantastic Christmas holiday. As always, I'm your boy Hirsch. With me, CJ, the man McCann. What's up, guys? And as always, the hype man, Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? How you doing? Yes, sir. Like I said, Gator Nation, hope y'all all had an outstanding holiday. I hope you're... uh stockings and tree were filled with gator gifts or whatever you were looking for i hope you got it and you got to spend some great time with your family and friends and loved ones um guys as always make sure you go out there download us wherever you get your podcast from and if you're checking us out on the youtube channel and this is maybe your first time coming across this show guys drop us a subscribe if you wouldn't mind man it helps us out a tremendous deal drop and if you're you know you've been around a long time Hit the like button on this video, guys. Leave us a comment down below. Tell us what your favorite gift was you got for Christmas in the comments below. Even if you didn't get something, make something up, man. Make up what you wanted to get for Christmas and nobody got it for you. I mean, maybe it it was just not a good Christmas in your house, but hopefully it was. Guys, uh, not a whole, whole lot going on. Obviously, we're we're post-early signing day here. Things are kind of slow right now as far as recruiting information. Uh, it's the dead period. There's a few offers going out there and whatnot. You, you know, the portal is, is still going strong, guys. I know a lot of people were really down early on Billy Napier. Why aren't we why aren't we offering this guy or why are we getting this guy in the portal? What is Billy doing? And then of course we got some guys, but now as a lot of people predicted, and I mean, a lot of people were saying this, guys, calm down. There's going to be a lot more people entering the portal as these games get played and whatnot. And it so far, it seems to be true. I mean, you know, you see a lot of other names. Georgia's still got guys entering the portal. This team, that team, a lot of mid-major guys are entering the portal. So this thing is still going strong, and the Gators are out there, man, especially Coach Will Harris. He's out there offering every daggum DB that enters the portal. Um, you know, he's he's he set up a visit this 
today with um, Jaden uh, v- Boysen. From, ah, where's he from, CJ? I'm, remind me real quick because I'm he's brain dead. South Alabama. South Alabama. That's correct. I knew it was. But he's originally, I believe, from Crestview, Florida. Oh, well, there you have it. Uh, if you get a chance, go out there and check out this young man's video if you haven't seen it already. Um, this just popped up uh, like an hour or so ago before we got on the air. So I hadn't even had time to do my homework on the young man. But I saw one video posted on Twitter. And that young man looks like a solid safety prospect. And if you watched Florida Gators play football last year, you know one thing mm. we could absolutely use is all the solid safety prospects we can get. Uh, mm-hmm. They're still talking to the young man from San Diego State that's committed to UCLA, Radcliffe, about trying to get him in on a visit. It really looks like they're going to shape this thing up to as soon as this thing opens, January 3rd, we're going we're gonna to get some people in here. And you're going to see the Gators rolling back on that trail now with with a coaching staff that looks, you know, that's starting to fill up. Obviously, we we lost um, Bateman. Rest in peace. Uh, we haven't been able to speak about this yet. Those of you that have followed us here on this show since day one, hashtag Bateman Goddess has been the motto of this show, originated on this show. Um so losing Jay Bateman is a sad day, man, for, for us here on this show. We, we can't say Bateman got us anymore. Now he's got Texas A&M. Um, it sucks. And to talk about that for a second before we move on, I know a lot of people were, you know, obviously Ernest Graham made some comments on Twitter the morning that happened. And this is always a topic of great debate when a coach right after signing day takes a job. Well, that's not fair to those kids. You know, he he recruited them, and then he takes off on them. This is why you should have the transfer portal and this, that, and the other. Um, from all indications, this was a deal that went down after those kids put pen to paper. Texas A&M and, and Elko had offered him the job previously. He turned it down. They came back offering defensive coordinator position with a much more – substantial financial offer and it just was a point where you know jay bateman had to say man this this is too good to put you know to turn down and most coaches want a promotion let's let's be honest about it you're not you know most guys aren't in the job of you know i'm good where i'm at you know some dudes do it you know we're the lifetime position coach uh what's his name over there at florida state comes to mind i can't remember (laughs) Odell Hagen. Odell, yeah. Um, but hey, props to Jay Bateman. He got his bag. I can't hate him for it. But you know, he agreed to the to the deal in the AM, whether it be after midnight or very early the next morning. And the Texas A and M media decided they wanted to go ahead and release that story before he could tell his players or recruits. So. Hopefully, you know, he was able to or Billy was able to call Ernest Graham and, and Aaron Childs' you know, family and whatnot and discuss what happened a little bit. But don't always be in a rush to judgment over these situations, over what happened. Wait, always try to wait for the details to come out and see what happened before we, we rush to judgment on something like that. Um, and as you know, now we got a defensive line coach in here, guys. Finally, I know that took a while, and I know – a lot of people heard the name of Gerald Chapman and was like, why did this take so long? Well, guys, Gerald Chapman was not 
the first choice, but that doesn't always mean you don't come out on the good end of the deal. Um, and I know the concerns with, with Gerald Chapman. As soon as you see the name on paper, you're like, who is this guy from Tulane? Why, why are we hiring this guy? He, he's got no recruiting background. He's, he hasn't coached very long anywhere, but dig deeper than that. And look at the comments by some of the people that have vouched for this man. Now, I mean, I know there's a graphic going around that had Ed Orgeron on there talking about him and Carlos Dunlap. But Carlos Dunlap came out with a whole nother series of com- comments about the young man and said, I wouldn't have gotten to 100 sacks if it wasn't for Gerald Chapman, that this guy is that dude. He is really that good. I know several LSU players came out on Twitter saying Florida got a real one. This guy is a hell of a football coach. So, guys, before we move on, and, oh, before I move on, I also want to note, Gerald Chapman also has a tremendous background with special teams as well. I don't know if that will come into play with Florida, but it's something to take note of and look at going forward. Wes, I'm going to start with you. Um, Obviously, we've had some time to digest this, to to dig into it, to, to read people's comments. What is your takes now on the uh, young, still very young, 36 years old, uh, Gerald Chapman for the defensive line coach? Yeah, with, with chaos being let go, um, chaos was a guy that, you know, had a lot of energy. You saw, uh, I think, some two years ago when he first came with Boone, I'm a dog, and, and how did that, uh, we put that out on our Facebook and, you know, the environment there. So uh, he was a guy that I, I felt recruited okay. Uh, we, we all can chronicle the nose <laughs> that we continue to, to, to miss uh, there. But as far as Chapman, the things I want fans to 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 look at and what stuck out to me is I feel like we have a lot of talent on our D-line um, with Jackson and uh, Boone hopefully coming back and Kearney, um, not Kearney, um, Kersey, not Kersey, I say Kersey, but um, Cersei. And Collins, uh, as far as the D-line, I'm sorry some of those guys have similar names. The thing I want now, and this would tell, show we can uh, will help him recruit better, and it's some of the things that Dunlap said, is a technician. That stuck out to me as far as uh, the comments and things that I saw, as far as him teaching guys technique. It's one thing to have talent. Uh, as a Washington fan, uh, seeing Chase Young come to Washington and get traded to San Francisco and not do anything, kid has a lot of talent, but his technique is awful. He's not neither one of the bosses that came before in Ohio State. So you can have the talent, but the, my thing is, can you teach these guys to not only excel, because you can dominate them on the college level, but what can you teach them as far as going to the NFL? So as far as, as being as good as uh, um, Cersei and Collins and these guys may be, can you teach them technique? Can you teach them leverage? Can you teach them uh, different things as far as being violent with their hands when they're fighting with these offensive line, linemen in the trenches to, to exp- uh, exponentially uh, push their growth and, and their uh, what they're capable of doing? And to me, that is what I saw from Coach Chapman in the comments that I love. I want somebody that, that they're going to be a great teacher. They're going to teach these, teach these guys leverage teach these guys how to work their hands and be violent with their hands because, to me, that's how you're going to win in SEC because they, we recruit well here in the trenches. So um, I'm happy about that part of uh, uh, from what I saw. Uh, I know he's kind of 
green with uh, recruiting and all that, but that'll work itself out when you're in the state of Florida and guys see that you can put guys in need. And, and if our sacks increase and we see our D-line and we see Cam Jackson in the trenches and we see Cersei and we see Collins and we see Boone and we see Slackman and we see these guys putting pressure on the quarterback and you, we see, like, you know, when they, when they make sacks and they make plays, they show replays. And if you can see these guys doing things with their hands, whipping these offensive bars and these tackles and these centers, beating double teams, et cetera, recruits are going to take notice. So that'll take care of itself. Right now, to me, he has a talented bunch with McCray coming in. I forgot about McCray coming in. When you, you have a lot of talent on our D-line, to me, it's about helping these guys reach their potential. And I don't feel like we were doing that with the last two staffs. I, don't, I feel like we – I always bring up Jonathan Bullard because, uh, to me, that was our last great, great interior lineman. 21 sack, I mean, 21 tackles for loss back uh, when, when Jeff Collins was at D.C., back when Coach McElwain was here. To me, I need that. I need domination. I need our guys living in the backfield. To me, you got to have a guy that can come in not only to have the talent, but teach the guys the talent. So you have time to recruit. That'll work itself out. But right now, he has a talented group. And if he is a great teacher, the recruiting will take care of itself, in my opinion. And that's just me. I, I completely agree with you on that take. Um before we get to CJ's take on this, I, I said it in a couple of different places, our Facebook chat being one of them. And guys, if you're not part of our Facebook group and our recruiting chat on Facebook, join our Facebook group, respect our decision, join into the chat, man. We have a great time there talking recruiting and all things forward of football. Um, shameless plug. Yay. Mick Foley. Um, Mike Pete is doing a really good job to me recruiting on the defensive line. Um, I watched chaos for, for a lot of the good we give him. Miss on every nose tackle he recruited for two cycles and get subpar play out of the defensive line. If you give me one if you can give me a guy to get one of those done right right now, I'll I'll take that. Coach these guys up. Get good play out of them. And like Wes said, recruiting will take care of itself in that aspect if you're showing development of the guys on the field. We've seen several guys make comments about not getting developed, the the most recent being Chris McClellan when he transferred to Missouri. Um, so, yes, I definitely want to see somebody that can coach these guys up. CJ, what's your take on it? Yeah, when he when um when he was announced as the the guy to hire a lot of the uh the pundits and the you know writers and um you know just personalities weren't super high on it. But like the actual football people, the players, the coaches really talked highly of the guy. Um so you know, I, I tend to usually lean with what the football people think of a guy. Um, you know, it, look at his resume, it's solid. It's really good. He's got jobs at a lot of different places, um, working for the Bengals, working for LSU. Um, and he's got a list of guys, a laundry list of guys that he's worked with that are really talented players. Um, I, I think he can do a good job. You know, it's, it's again what we talked about, just teaching technique things, um, add some finesse a little bit. You know, these guys, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a lot of guys with a lot of raw get off. You just absolutely can just get off the line. And, and make plays, they're athletic freaks. But sometimes when you're lining up against another offensive lineman that is also an, an athletic freak, you've got to have some some tricks. You've got to have some things that you can use to get by them. Um, and hopefully that's that's what Chapman will bring is is some of those things to uh, help out guys. You know, you know, move their 
move that offensive line around a little bit and get in the backfield. Uh, you know, that was the one thing that I think we all can point at and say as a team, our tackles for loss were low, our sacks were low. Um, just overall, you know, pressure in the backfield isn't where you wanted it. Uh, you, you've got to get that. That's, you know, you, you see the secondary struggle because of it. You know, the secondary had its own issues, but you compound that with a, a quarterback that has all day to stand in the pocket and throw. It, it doesn't it well, <clears throat> excuse me, for your, for your team. Uh, so I, I think that this is a guy that can come in and definitely teach these guys a few things, uh, help develop them a little bit right now. I think we've got – I think this is the most – Full the defensive line room has been in a long time of just absolute athletes, really good football players uh, up front and on the edges. So you've got guys in there. You know you're still talking about bringing in more guys. We've got a, um, a gentleman from Bowling Green. I cannot remember his name at the moment. Who's coming? I in just thought about the same thing. <laughs> I, I want to say his last name is Cassius, uh, but uh, he's he's a guy that's coming in. He's got nine and a half sacks on the year. Really solid player. I think he was an all-Mac player. So if you can get a guy like that in there to add him to the room with guys like Slackman, um, you know, some of the other, you know, players that we've recruited that are younger, um, you know, really, really get in there and get some guys that are just gamers. I, I think this could be really good for the line, really good for their development. Um, you know, you, you're going to have – if you get these transfers in, you get a good influx of uh, really talented, experienced players with a lot of youth on top of it. So, you know, as far as the defensive line room goes, I think it's, it's at its best that it's been in a long, long, long time. Um, you just got to get the play out of them that I think we're all, we all think they're capable of. Yeah. That young man you were talking about, that's uh, Cassius Howell from Bowling Green last year had 9.5 sacks. Um, another guy that if you go watch his film was very disruptive, had a real good get off on the, on the line of scrimmage. Um, and hey, I'm all for this. Take all these guys you can that that have proven at some level that they can get it done. I, now I get it. I know you're saying Bowling Green ain't UF, and that's not the SEC. And you're right; it, it may not translate at all. But football is football in some aspects. You see things in a guy's game that will translate. You, effort. Uh, yes, effort, motor. I know these are are things that also we like to, to laugh about. Oh, the guy gives uh, – he, he's got a tremendous motor. All those, you know, quips about guys that you hear at the combine and stuff like that that people like to laugh about. And somewhat it is funny. It is amusing. And sometimes, though, it's very true, and the film don't lie. I mean, you, yep. we've seen it with the Joey Slackman, you know, take. Some of these guys have what we have not seen from guys at UF – in, in, in a few years, and that's sad that we haven't. But get those guys in here, man. Get those guys that are hungry, that want to prove themselves at a big level, uh, and develop them. And and part of that is going to go into the next staff hire. We're talking about, you know, physicality and things of that nature, and that's going to go right into the segue right into the next hire. The Florida Gators have a new head of strength and conditioning, and that is Craig Fitzgerald. If you haven't seen anything about Craig Fitzgerald this week, Craig Fitzgerald originally got his big break into this with under Steve Spurrier at South Carolina, who I'm sure played a small part in the recommendation of Mr. Fitzgerald to Billy Napier. But Billy Napier flew up to New York where he was working with the Giants, had a sit-down interview with him right before Christmas, 
And by all accounts, the man just blew it out of the water with him. Um, Billy was just really impressed with how much he, he had to say, what he had to say. And this is after meeting with multiple other people from Notre Dame, Alabama. You know, he didn't just take the first guy. He did interview other candidates for the job and listen to what everyone had to say. And this is the guy that blew him away. And like I said, if you look at his resume now, I know there's some, some question marks. Obviously he's with giants this year. The giants have not had a great season. They've had some injuries. So is that to be expected or is that an outlier? Well, if you look at his history, I think this is more of an outlier. I will say this though. Saquon Barkley has had his most healthy season he's had in a very, very long time this year. I mean, like I said, it, it could completely be an outlier. It could completely be just by chance. I mean, time tells on this thing, but if you go back and look at the man's history, before he was with the Giants, he was with Tennessee. Before that, he had worked with Bill O'Brien at Penn State and then followed Bill O'Brien to the Texans. So Bill O'Brien must have thought very highly of the man. Um, there And – from all accounts, and I've seen several people comment on in different places about having interactions with the man or, or knowing people that have had interactions with the man. By all indications, he's very much like Savage was. He's he's crazy, just a tad bit crazy. And I think if you're one of these strength and conditioning guys, I mean, you've got to have a little bit of crazy in you. Hey, you're getting up at crazy hours. <laughs> I mean, you're – you're in the gym all the time. You're just, you know, <laughs> I'm not a gym rat, so I can't speak to all of it, but I know plenty of people that are, and I think they're crazy. So, I mean, hey, but look, I don't think there's a single person right now that will argue this point and that a change needed to be made in the strength and conditioning program. We've said it on this show. I'm not even going to go into the injury aspect of things because, once again, I can't sit here and say, well, maybe the thing with the Giants is just, you know, coincidental and and sit there and say that the same isn't true with hockey and the injuries, obviously, with the Florida this year. Yeah, it just would be, you know, hypocritical of myself to do so. But what I will say is we watch both lines of scrimmage get dominated. We've watched safeties bounce off of guys. <laughs> I mean, we've watched just piss poor tackling for you know for years. It, it's time to to get these boys back to a Florida level. You can't look at a video of guys that play for Florida today and look at a guys that played for Florida in two thousand five, six, seven, whatever, and say they look the same. To me, they just don't. I mean. <laughs> Those it's guys a, look like monsters, and these guys look just average. Urban Meyer said it a long time ago, and I believe it, and we, I think we've talked about it on here before as well. The strength coach is one of the most important coaches Absolutely. that you have. He spends team. more time with the players than anybody. There you go. He yep. is your voice. He is the head coach's voice when the head coach can't be there. And that's yep. a lot due to, you know, NCAA rules for whatever good they do. So, CJ, I'm going to start with you on this. Um, I know you always do your homework on guys like this and, and look at background and stuff like this. What's your take on, on Craig Fitzgerald? I, I will tell you this. Go back and watch the video of the of him take his shirt off in the rain 
pregame for crazy man. That's what I was and talking. Go about. absolutely nuts in in the middle of a huddle and get these guys hyped up. Uh, he's got a good track record. Like I said, the Giants thing is the Giants thing. Um, you know, I understand there are injuries with the Giants this year, but man, a lot of those have been like seems like turf related. Uh, especially, you know, you've seen a lot of people get hurt at MetLife this year um, just because of that turf. So I don't know how much of that is on him. I don't think he actually holds the title as strength and conditioning coach in the New York Giants. I think it's something different. Uh, so I don't I don't know if he's fully in charge of that. Um, I, I don't know if he's like uh, head of like personnel or, you know, it's something it's something different than just being the strength and conditioning coach. But as his record goes, as far as a strength and conditioning coach, he's done a great job. Uh, South Carolina, you know, for the years that he was there, were some of their best seasons, probably the best period of South Carolina football ever. Uh, Tennessee, when he was there, you know, it was seemed pretty solid what Tennessee was doing. The Texans uh, were a great football team during the time there, early years with Bill O'Brien. Uh, and then the, the season with Penn State with uh, Bill O'Brien. They had a really great year that year to be coming off of you know, one of the worst sanctions that they'd ever, you know, face since the SMU days. So uh, the guy is, as a coach, he seems like he's got it together. He seems like the kind of guy that you would want to to lead a strength and conditioning program. He looks great. He looks like a guy that, you know, knows his stuff. Um, so I think, I think you have to try um, to make a change because obviously you weren't getting it done with Hog. Uh, and, you know, for better or for worse, you just had to make a change there. You've got uh, between, you know, just different people within the, you know, inside, you know, that don't, that aren't crazy about the job he was doing. Uh, some of the coaches weren't crazy about the job he's doing, the players, the parents. It's just, you know, not a good situation for him. Um, you know, and I, I understand people are mad. Well, oh, well, why wasn't he fired? You know, there's a lot of lot that goes into why he wasn't fired. Um, a lot of money stuff and things that we don't really want to talk about because they're boring and just we don't know enough of them to really talk about it. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a good change. I think this guy could bring a lot of energy into the room um, now, you know, as opposed to what it was with a guy like Savage who was doing the best he could with what he had. Um, now, you know, all the, you know, the the things at their disposal – you know, they, they don't really have an excuse anymore. Uh, you, you've got all the equipment. You've got all the uh, the rooms. You've got the food. Uh, we hired a new nutritionalist. Um, yeah, that, that was my next is, point. <laughs> this is going to help out. You know, we'll talk Jeff about that So that's that's another thing, you know, to add on top of that. So you've got to, to make this change. You've got to make it now. You've got to change some things. Like I said, let's see where we're at in the spring. Let's talk about it then. Let's talk about, you know, after spring training, after spring camps. Let's see how these guys progress. Let's see where it's going. Um, but like I said, right now on paper, it seems like a great hire to me. I I, I like it. I'm sold on it. Wes, I know, I know you have a take on this because we've discussed it several times over the last, you know, few months about the, the, the lines of scrimmage and how we got dominated. The trenches, I um, mean, it matters. If, it just means more. As the SEC talks about, it means more here. So, uh, and, and we know what the, the D lines and offensive lines represent the SEC. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing there, you're going to get whipped. And, and we talked about Chapman a moment ago. And I know we've chronicled Sale and Saberton and how we want our offensive line to be better. But if your guys don't have it here up front, 
then you, you're going to get whipped. And, and and I don't care how much technique you know. If you don't have the strength to, to combat, I think CJ was just talking about it. If you if you facing another beast that in your beast, then you're going to lose because um, it, he's putting the time in. I, I can remember my senior year in high school, uh, wide receiver, I played DB in high school, and his wide receiver, like, got into me, and I said, I'll get you next play. Next play, whipped me again. And you know what I said? That's for me missing those summer trips to, to the high school to get in the weight room. That stuff matters. If you're not there, if you're not, if, if your strength coach is not developing you right, I don't care the technique or whatever you're doing. It's, it's like uh, you playing a non-power five school when you're Alabama and you and then you just, the guys look smaller. The guys just look undeveloped and, and, and look like a JV squad playing against those big power five schools. So, uh, as I said, uh, when Hirsch was speaking, uh, a quote from Urban Meyer, this is the most important hire, one of the most important hires that you can make because this coach is spending the time with the players when the coaches can't. For whatever reason, the NCAA makes that rule, but um, uh, uh, players have to buy in. So hopefully he's a guy that can get the players to buy into what he's doing and, and get them equipped to do the things that uh, uh, that they are, that their bodies allow them to do. Uh, it's just it, – it's just – Bad the way I've seen our offensive line be and our defensive line be with the talent on defense and just I, I I've never asked our offensive line to be the best in the SEC or a top five. I just want an average offensive line. You can win with the average offensive line, but I feel like the offensive line was not even average. And it's a lot of to me is a lot of them getting pushed around. And if they have the strength to combat some of these uh, other guys on the the, the opposing teams as for strength, then the technique that the coaches can teach will help them as well. But if you get over. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Power, and I saw a lot of overpowerment. It wasn't like our office line was getting beat straight off because you had T.J. Watt or uh, Joel Bosa doing things with their, their hands. They were to get bum-rushed a lot. You saw uh, against Florida State, one of Sweat, I was, his name not Sweat, that's the old Florida State DNR. What's his name? How he pushed the dog on left tackle into the quarterback. You know what I mean? That, that was verse. That was verse. That's his name. And it, to me, you can't have that. You can't get bum-rushed. I understand guards sometimes get beat like that, but as a tackle to get beat pushed all the way back into the quarterback, that's a strength thing. That's a strength thing. And and uh, I hopefully he can come in and fix those problems and fix those issues and get our trenches to way uh, respectable. Like I said, I'm not asking to be a top three offensive line or defensive line. Well, maybe defensive line, yes. But as far as offensive line, I just want to average. 
You can you can win with the average offensive line. That's all you you would ask for. Just be average and let your quarterback do work. I don't want Mertz dropping back on play action passes. I'm gonna keep saying it until I see change. And we're on the 45 yard line, and he, when he gets his back dropped, when his right foot hits the back, there's a freaking D lineman in his face, and he's getting killed over and over. Like he had to keep picking himself up this year. So hopefully Mertz, uh, who will love this new strength coach as well. And our offense can be a little bit better, especially for the backs. Montreal, he's the type of back that needs a good offense tonight. So hopefully this affects those guys in a good, good, good way. Yeah, and as you know, CJ mentioned, we also hired a new nutritionist. Now, I know most people don't care one iota about the Florida Gators nutritionist. And I understand that. For the record, his name is uh um, Jake Sankal, he came from the Washington Commanders where he had been there like the last six or seven seasons. He's been there for a while. He was also the assistant strength and conditioning coach. So you can bet that him and Fitzgerald will be working hand in hand to come up with programs to get these guys on track. Now, I mean, it goes without saying that we've seen several people in the last calendar year that we thought didn't look like they were taking advantage of a nutritionalist and a strength and conditioning program. Um, Cam Jackson, obviously Des is the first guy that comes to mind. I think Des Watson is a completely different situation altogether. I believe Des Watson has, has some personal issues there that, that go beyond what any coach can, can do with him. And, and that's just, you know, that's what it is. And we have to wish Des, Des the best and hope he, can get through that situation that he has with, you know, but it's nice to know that this guy has background in strength and conditioning. And hopefully these guys can work together to come up and formulate the plan that, that gets the best results in the weight room for these young men and gets our team back to the level of physicality that we are used to for the Gators. So guys, we got one more topic here. We're going to talk about and it, pertains to the coaching staff and as of we know right now if you're if you're on twitter slash x whatever it is you're on a message board wherever you go to for your florida gator information there's one hot topic right this minute and that is is billy gonna hire an offensive coordinator and if he is is it gonna be willie corn from um liberty or is it gonna be brennan marion from UNLV. Guys, I don't have that answer for you. I don't, I don't, I know that I believe a person has been offered the position. That's what I can tell you. Um, I can also tell you that I was told by somebody that knows better than me that it won't be Russ Callaway because Billy doesn't think Russ Callaway is ready for that, that job yet. Um, you can take that for what it's will. You can. I, I know CJ's take is it's Russ Callaway until it ain't Russ Callaway, and you're not wrong. You're not. <laughs> it's not a bad mindset to have because all you're doing is setting yourself up for disappointment. Um, I understand that you know. Hey, there's a lot of people out there that's like I'm Team Marion, and there's a lot of people like oh, I like Willie Corn, and I'm here to tell you, guys you can be happy with either one, honestly. Now, 
I understand that some people go watch, you know, I watched uh, UNLV's offense and they did really good and, and they, they do look really good. Absolutely. I've watched some of Liberty's offense. They do look really good. I know some people argue, well, Willie Corn doesn't call plays. Well, he did this season. So that argument's out the window. I mean, I, I, I know that it's not technically his offense, that it's uh, Chadwell's, but he knows it like the back of his hand. And most people that have an offense learn that offense from somebody else <laughs> and then just expanded on it or made improvements. And I watched some interviews today with Willie Korn saying that, that they, you know, from week to week, they're just expanding and adding and, and adjusting. And I haven't dove into uh, Coach Marion a whole lot, but I know he's got a great background. He was a wide receiver coach at Texas and did a really good job. And I know he's maybe one of the hottest names on the market right now. So all I'm here to say is, Whoever it is, let's just be happy that if and when Billy hires an offensive coordinator, that that's one less argument we have to have until we see the offense on the field. And then, you know, we'll critique that as we always do for what it is. Um, There were a lot of people. Not going to say I was or wasn't, because I honestly don't remember that were excited when Kurt Roper got hired once upon a time. (laughs) But um. CJ, I'll start with you. What is your take other than it's Callaway until it's not about this offensive coordinator situation? I, I'm, I'm still taking the cop out. That is that is my take. It is Russ Callaway until it's not Russ Callaway. And that's that's my opinion on it. I can tell you that why I, I feel that way, and that might not be the case, but given everything else I've seen and things that have happened, I can understand if we did go that route because – do you really want to make Graham Mertz learn another new offense? Um, you know, it, it's going to be, I, I, I think whatever offensive coordinator we do get, I don't know if they're going to be able to wholesale change the offense that we run, uh, which leads me to believe it's probably, if we're going with the two, it'd probably be Willie Korn. Um, You know, he's not going to have to come in and absolutely pick up the offense and, completely change it around because uh, you know him and Billy are friends they know each other uh, I don't I don't think he'll do that I don't think it's in our best interest to do that I think I think the best idea for an offensive coordinator at this point for us would be to get a guy who can keep enough of it very familiar to not hurt Graham Mertz but have enough new stuff to help DJ Lagway if that makes any sense uh, let's get some of the more I don't know, tr- tricky word. I, it, it, uh, more, more of the left creative. creative. Yeah, left open to interpretation. Let's get those in like a package for DJ Lagway. Uh, let him do that kind of stuff. Let's keep it very straight laced. Let's keep it the way it is for Graham Mertz. Let's not come in and make him learn an entire new playbook again because I feel like Graham's doing a great job with what he's got. The, it all hinges on can the offensive line keep him off its ass. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's that's the whole offense. As the offensive line goes, our offense will go. Um, so I, I, you know, our offense, believe it or not, isn't as bad as some people would have you believe. I watched Jim McElwain call plays, and we got maybe ten points a game. This offense is revolutionary. The only problem is 
it, some of the situational play calling stuff. Uh, you get a new offensive coordinator in to call plays and, and do some of the situational stuff instead of Billy Napier. That helps Billy Napier. Um, I think that helps the offense look a little better. But the problem with it, again, is that's one of the things. The other thing is the defense was so bad. You know, if you're giving up 40 a game, it doesn't matter if you score 35. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm just – I'm okay with whoever they hire as long as we don't hire – we don't hire like Nussmeyer or somebody again. Like, you know, it, there's enough inventive guys out there that you can get now. I think that college football, football in general, has shifted to more of an offensive game anyway than what it used to be. I, I feel like you're always going to be able to get production. I think we've got good enough players to get production. I think, again, if you do get a guy who's creative enough to call plays and do some different things and be a little better about his situational play calling, I think that that's going to improve the offense tremendously. So uh, I don't expect it to be Brennan Marion. I think Willie Korn, if you're looking at a new guy from outside that isn't Russ Calloway, I think that Korn is probably the more likely, and I think that's fine. I think that there was a large contingent of people that really liked Willie Korn and thought that he should have been the offensive coordinator even last year or the year before. Uh, so I think that he, I think that would be fine. Uh, again, um, I just don't – the offensive coordinator, the offense in general is like the least of my worries outside of the offensive line. I, I think that that's, that's going to be my take on it. I think that I have to trust them to make the right decision here. I don't have another choice. I'm not the one hiring people. So I, I'm, you know, hey, I, I think the two options that we're looking at, that all of us are looking at, I think are very good. I'd be happy with either one of them. But it's not going to make a hill of beans unless you can fix the offensive line. All right, Wes, I know that you were uh, very um, taken with Coach Marion after doing some research on him. What are your take on this whole situation? Well, Hirsch, uh, to see days, I'm going to piggyback off the last point you just made. It really doesn't matter if offensive line can't protect. Uh, but maybe that, you know, certain offensive coordinators, uh, I take Kyle Shanahan, uh, and I'll say this about Kyle Shanahan, a, a former guy that, my stupid team let go in the NFL. Um, 49ers don't have a good offensive line. Only people think about Trent Williams and think they have a great offensive line, but they don't. What you have to do is put the offensive line in great situations. And that's why I said I hope we have an average offensive line. To me, we didn't have an average. To me, we were like bottom half of the SEC offensive line. If you have an offensive line that's average, you can substitute and have quick pass and do different things to accommodate their, you know, their weaknesses, which get mean getting the ball out quick and doing things like that. I don't feel like we did enough of that with play action. So maybe this new OC, whoever it is, can do that with uh, our offense. Um, I feel like Graham Mertz being at his age, uh, CJ was talking about a lot as far as learning a new offense. Hopefully uh, they can institute some things, but I feel like he will be fine because we saw him come in and learn new offense and excel at it. Um, I I feel like he's the type of dude. Uh, we saw this all past offseason. We heard, we read uh, different things about how he's the first guy and the last guy to leave and how he puts the work in, which is why I wanted him back to teach DJ those good practice habits. I'll add one thing to that too, Wes. Um, and they added a lot of stuff as the season went on. And the one thing about Grand that always stuck out to me was he didn't make – you never really saw him make any mistakes – 
as far as where he went with the ball and things like that. Like he was very sure of the play. And if somebody ran the wrong route or something like that, he was very quick to let them know, you know, hey, you should have been here. Or you need to break out here. He He's very much, like you said, a, a quick study of the of the offense and and a coach on the field. The thing that I love about him as well is he's a he's a true, true. People would like to say this is a bad thing, but to me, it's a good. It, it, if you can excel at it, to me, Tom Brady was the greatest game manager in the history of football. He was a game manager. He checked the ball down, he threw it away, or he ran. He wasn't like the most athletic dude, but he would get a few yards and slide or get out of bounds. He did those things. He didn't turn the ball over. So. I cannot uh, wait to see the comments about how Wes just compared Tom Brady to Graham Mertz. No, no, no. They'll say that. <laughs> that's not what I mean. A game manager is not a bad thing. And to me, that's what Graham Mertz was last year for us. <coughs> Excuse me. He was a game manager. And mm-hmm. to me, whatever offense comes in, I don't feel like it'll be that. Like, And to see this point. I would like to see the creative stuff. Like, if you're going to do something, the quarterback runs and the, the, the creative uh, reverse this with 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 uh, DJ Lagway. That that'll be fine. But uh, this would be the perfect time to implement a new offense with your star five star quarterback coming in and having a chance to sit and learn behind a, a pro. To me, a pros pro like Graham Mertz. So to me, I would love to see something new. Uh, whether it's Corn or Marion, uh, but my preference is Marion because uh, I feel like he, I, I don't know, from the things I saw today, and maybe I need to do more research right now, it's Marion, but in, for me, but I would be happy with Corn. That's not saying I would be, because I'm from South Carolina, Corn is from here. Uh, he was a hell of a player in high school when I was here, and he's worked his way up in the coaching ranks. I talked to uh, Hirsch about how I, I heard about him when I was in school, and how this, the, now he's a man, but this kid was like, the it in South Carolina as far as quarterback. So before he went to Clemson, and, and this, this, I, I'll be happy with both because I want the creativity, and I feel like Corn will give us some creativity. Um, he's running somebody else's offense, so I'm pretty stuff, pretty sure that stuff that he wanted to do that he couldn't do because he had he didn't have full control. He was calling the plays that maybe Chadwell had for him. So that is something that I, I, I want to see from my offense. And CJ alluded to this: is it was a lot of about situation of football, the situation of play calling. For offense this year. Offense wasn't terrible. It was just situational things and getting away from things that were working from us. I don't want to see Trey get five touches on the first drive and we don't see Trey again to the fourth quarter. That, I, to me, is... Now, I you've got see to that. find an offense that gets the most out of all your playmakers. And, exactly. and you know who these playmakers are. Like It's not like you look over at six, seven dudes and be like, well, um, who do we want to get involved here? I mean, you, you know... Trey Wilson is is number one next year. He is that guy. And I, and I'm not saying that the, the kid from IMG is Trey Wilson. Trey to me is going to be one of those guys that's one of one. But the kid from IMG, his speed. I want to see some reverse different screen passes to that kid when he comes because he has super speed. We saw that. Is it Williams? Not Williams. Williams, one who Hawkins uh, left is Hawkins. Dre Hawkins, that kid has electric speed. He may I don't I don't want him to get the trade touches from this past year, but I want to see two different plays, two plays a game where I'm like, oh, he came in and just got a, just took a screen pass and did some 
stupid stuff with it. You know what I mean? That type of stuff created creativity in offense because he's not going to be trade. Trade is one-on-one, but I just want to see the creativity, whether it's Corn, whether it's Marion on offense, and I don't want to see trade disappear for three quarters. And then when the game is tight, then he drops a pass because he's been cold because he hasn't got a pass since the first drive of the first quarter. That's the stuff I don't want to see. So um, I'm happy that he's actually looking and he's going to hire OC. That, to me, also gives him chance to be CEO more and has his hands on other stuff like special teams and other things <laughs> that has been causing problems in the uh, in the program. Um, Guys, I just want to preface this. It might not be either one of these guys. <laughs> I, I, I and, you know, as CJ says, but and, and there's something else that comes into play with this that we we haven't talked about is, um, and I don't know this for a fact on Corn, but I've heard some things about Marion is he would want to bring people with him, and a lot of offensive coordinators have that that state of mind. I might want to bring my own offensive line coach or my own wide receiver coach. What have you not? And um, I mean, there that might not be an, an option here. I, I would kind of hope it would be because, like we said, we, we'd like to see a change on the offensive line. I don't think anybody would be terribly unhappy about that. Um, I like Billy Gonzalez, but I wouldn't be upset to see Billy Gonzalez maybe go to uh, Coastal Carolina and take that offensive coordinator position and coach his son for a year or so and then be put out the pasture. Um, there's options here that people aren't really thinking about. Their their mindset is just get in an offensive coordinator and let's go. Uh, we don't have games next week. We don't have a game anytime soon. So the offensive coordinator is a position you don't have to rush on other than trying to beat out other teams for a guy's services. But both guys have been spoken to. Um, and now it's just a matter of – you know, what is what is Billy Napier? Who does Billy Napier want to hitch his career to? Because in a lot of ways, that's what we're at right now. I mean, next year is a make or break year for Billy Napier's head coaching, you know, career. He's either going to come out, win six, seven plus games and keep his job for another year. And then we get to move on to the DJ Lagway, you know, chapter of the story. Or he's going to be stubborn. He's not going to make some changes that we all kind of feel like he needs to make. I mean, I've already seen him make some. Do I feel like that's everything we need to see? Absolutely not. Do I think the jury is out? Obviously. I mean, we don't, we said a lot of great things about Gerald Chapman. That doesn't mean he's going to, it's going to translate to on the field success. We really like what we see out of Will Harris as a recruiter and what his resume says. That doesn't mean it's going to translate to success. I mean, these guys got to hit the ground running like their feet are on fire because guess what? They are. There is no time for like, oh, we're going to we're, it's it's a process to get this guy ready. He, he'll be ready in a couple of years. You might not be coaching any of these guys after this year. So you need to come in and, and coach like your all your jobs depend on it because they do. And Billy Napier has to make decisions like his job depends on it because it does. It seems like he's doing so. I like the moves he's made. I really like the strength and conditioning move. That was one of my 
biggest gripes at the end of the season was I needed Mark Hockey off of my pro out of my program because I know for a fact from God that people I've spoken to, the players did not like Mark Hockey and it caused dissension on the team. It, it caused a, a morale problem with the team where kids were like, I might not be here next year if this guy's still here. A lot of people would be like, it's just a strength and conditioning coach. Like we said, that guy spends more time with these kids than anybody does. And if they don't like you in this day and age of the transfer portal, something that simple might be what makes a guy go, you know what? That offer from so-and-so school looks really good right about now. I've talked to their players. They really like their strength and conditioning program and coordinator. So I'm going to head on down the road. I don't have to deal with this because they don't. They don't have to deal with it anymore. There, there is no, there's nothing keeping him them here. Does it kind of suck? I know a lot of us old school folks are like, man, that's that's terrible. If I don't like a guy at my job, I can't just walk on out and go to another one. I mean, you kind of can, but it's a risk. These kids don't have that risk so much. You know, if you're good, there's a lot of S we've seen it this week. We've seen it with, with, with Trevor Etienne. He's at UGA. Does that suck? Yes. I really wanted us to give our thoughts on that situation, but the more I thought about it, there are no thoughts to give. It sucks. It sucks all the way around. There's nothing good to say. And I knew nothing good would come out of it. So I said, you know what? We'll shelve that because I know no one has anything good to say about it. It sucks to see, and I know Wes hates this, to see Chris McClellan head on over to Missouri to play football instead of being at Florida. But, you know, these are the consequences for, you know, back-to-back losing seasons and kids not buying into what you're selling. So you got to light it on fire, Billy. I mean, that's all there is to it. Or else, you know, it's going to get lit on fire another way that you're not going to like. All right, boys, that's all we got for this week. Man, we're going to keep our eyes and ears to the ground this week. There should be, you know, we might have news by this time next week on an offensive coordinator. Um, Like I said, we're going to have visits coming up. I think real soon we're going to have a lot more guys uh, linked to the Gators through the transfer portal. So we'll keep an eye on that. We got the Zay Mincy decision on January 6th. So we're going to have to to monitor that and maybe something leaks out before then. I hope not for the kid's sake. I mean, you know, it's it's a special moment for him and I never want that ruined. But I mean, you know, the recruiting class for 2024 is not closed yet. We got kids still we're talking to that might sign in the first week of February. So we'll just continue to monitor and we'll update you as we hear stuff on that. CJ, do you have anything to add before we jump out of here? Uh, no, just thank you guys so much for supporting us as creators. Uh, we thank you for all the support on the the Facebook page that we've been having. Uh, the chat, you know, is very active, and we appreciate that. Um, thank you guys so much for uh, the YouTube success. You guys have done a great job uh, with your likes and your comments and your subscriptions. We really appreciate that. Check us out on the Twitter page. That's where most of our updates happen. If anything happens. Um, you know, newsworthy, we, we'll retweet an article or repost something or make an announcement ourselves. Um, so keep up, keep up with us over there. Uh, check out our friends with Alma Mater. Use our link. Helps us out a ton. Helps them out a ton. 
I know Christmas is over, but hey, man, you know, uh, it's always a good time. You know, everybody's got birthdays. Everybody's got a, you know, your New Year's resolution could be to be uh, buy more Gator merch. Uh, I don't know if that's possible for some of us, but, uh, you know, that's something they can help you out with. So use our link for that. That, you know, helps us out a ton. But thank you guys so much. Um, You know, uh, I understand things aren't perfect right now, but, you know, eh. It's, it's you know we're we're the holiday season. Uh, we saw a lot of you guys. You know, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> you guys, you guys gotta gotta spend some time with your families. You gotta do something to help yourself out at this point because we we can't we can't you can't do this all the way up until this next August. This is the season of joy. You know, we can't There's do this all the way up until August, man. If you, right now. <laughs> if, you, if you can't go out, can't go touch grass and pound sand. I, I don't really care. Uh, but this this is. We got it. We can't do this till August, guys. Let's let's try to keep a positive note. Uh, you guys do a great job of that in the chat. It's pretty gener- genuine, generally pretty positive in there. Uh, you know, as positive as I don't want you to be unrealistic or, um, you know, you know, delusional. But you know, you try to keep a, a happier lookout, uh, especially as we start into the new year. Uh, make that your New Year's resolution to kind of keep a little more of a, a positive attitude towards things. And thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, just help us make this, you know, going into the the third year now. Uh, thank you to great one for us, too. We, we really appreciate you guys and all you've done for us. Absolutely, we do. Wes, take us home. Yeah, again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You guys be safe this weekend. Uh, I know it's New Year's and a lot of festive stuff is going to be going on, so just be safe. Uh, shout out to our troops as always. Again, uh, a lot of you may, uh, hopefully, if you watching, we do have people that watch and listen overseas. So uh, thank you guys for your service. Um, I know it's uh, kind of hard not being with your family, but uh, we support you. And we thank you for what you do as always. Uh, it is time for optimism. We we want changes, so. Uh, we're getting a lot of changes, and, and hopefully that, that can springboard us in. And we have the best quarterback in the class that's coming up. So hopefully Billy Neighbor can have a 75-84 season to be able to coach that guy, which means the program is doing well and we're on the up and up. So uh, that's what my New Year's resolution is, is I can be a happy Gator fan, even though we may be 75-84 next year. I would love that <laughs> to, to be happy uh, next year. So as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Have a good, happy, safe New Year.